Hey guys, welcome into the show today. Today is Tuesday, August 10th. It is a beautiful day, beautiful day to talk some football. About a month out from the season and I could not be more ecstatic. Today we're going to talk some offensive stats that I pulled from 2020 that I thought were fascinating and could be useful for fantasy purposes. Some news and notes and then six players that I find hard to rank who have pretty vast outcomes for the upcoming 2021 fantasy football season and a lot of exciting stuff and I thank you guys for listening. News and notes from around the league. All right, news and notes on today's show. Washington wide receiver Curtis Samuel currently has a groin injury. There's no timetable for his return per coach Ron Rivera. One to watch out for, one of the big targets on the Washington football team. DJ Chark had finger surgery. Coach Urban Meyer expects him back for week one. That's huge for the Jacksonville Jaguars receiving core. Dak Prescott has begun light throwing on his shoulder strain injury that he suffered a few weeks back. That's huge. Dak is huge for the Cowboys. Don't need to say that. Xavier Howard and the Miami Dolphins came to an agreement on a contract renegotiation, so there will be no Howard trade. The best cornerback in the NFL is going to stay put on the Miami Dolphins. Troy Palomalu's hair on his bust in the Hall of Fame was absolutely gorgeous. Justin Jefferson suffered an AC joint sprain, but he's expected back by week one. It looked a little more serious in the video than it actually was, per report, per Adam Schefter. Darren Waller has missed the last five practices due to an undisclosed injury by Coach John Gruden. This time, this is the time right now where the teams don't need to report accurately because there isn't there aren't any regular season games coming up but that is definitely one to keep an eye on and hunter henry is week to week with a shoulder injury he's expected to miss multiple weeks if that bumps up your johnny smith stock then so be it i'm not big on the patriots offense as a whole but but i suppose that that does bump johnny smith up a little bit so statistics to remember from last season that i thought were very intriguing i have five of them for you the first one is that Aaron Rodgers posted the second highest passer rating in NFL history last year. He was on fire. We know that. Aaron Rodgers is an exceptional NFL quarterback. The highest passer rating in NFL history was actually set by him uh, back in 2011. So Aaron Rodgers' season screams regression. I don't expect him to have the same statistical season that he had last year, but nonetheless, I expect Aaron Rodgers to be on fire. Number two, Derrick Henry had three 200-yard, two-touchdown games last year. That's only ever been done three other times. Three other players have done it one time. Derrick Henry did it three times. Derrick Henry is a really good player, but I expect serious regression. This year, I would take Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, all over Derrick Henry. Last year was also the biggest offensive season ever. 49.6 points per game. That was more than three points higher than the all-time high. 49.6 49.6 combined points per game, I should say. 5.6 yards per play in those games tied the highest mark. And it was an all-time low in turnovers per game, 2.6. Offense, offense, offense. The NFL knows that fantasy football makes them money. Passing keeps the scores high. It's a business at the end of the day, guys. It was also the biggest passing season ever. Passer ratings were at an all-time high for quarterbacks on average 93.6 and completion percentage a ridiculous 65.2 on average. It's a passing league, ladies and gentlemen. 
And there was also no home field advantage. Home teams were 127, 128, and 1. It was the first time ever that home teams didn't post a winning record at home. Um, That definitely changes this year because people are back in the stands. Fans are back. Home field advantage is back. There's not going to be any weird lines from Vegas, hopefully, this year. You know, it's going to be a little more true to size, true to the the real the real deal. All right, now we have six players that I found very hard to rank. I think that their outcome can absolutely fluctuate based on who you ask, based on your evaluation of the player, and really just based on the situation as a whole. Number one, I have Clyde Edwards-Elaire. His current ADP is 24 overall. That's middle of the third. I think that sounds about right. You know, he was a first-round pick coming out of LSU. A lot of people had questions about his rushing ability. I still do. But the offense that he plays in, we know how good the Chiefs are. The Chiefs are the best offense in the league. They have playmakers all over. And if they're going to be putting up the points and yardage totals that we expect them to put up, and Clyde Edwards-Elaire is healthy for 16 games, I think that there's big upside in the third round. Um, I'm not taking him over guys like you know Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, but if he gets around the Swift Dobbins area, I like Dobbins a little more, but I think Edwards Elair over Swift is absolutely the way to go. Um, I just trust the offense, and I know that, like I said, last year he didn't perform up to his draft capital. He was being taken in the first round, which was a little ridiculous to me, but I think that Edwards Elair in the third round is right. That sounds right. Number two, J.K. Dobbins. Current ADP is 31. That is my favorite ADP for any player in the player's universe. I think that J.K. Dobbins is going to have an absolute ridiculous season top five finish. That is my one bold call that I'm sticking to. I think that his talent is unmatched. He averaged six yards per carry, which was the most this millennium. Minimum 100 carries. But Mark Ingram is no longer in the picture. The Gus bus is still there. J.K. Dobbins is known to be the best running back in the backfield for the Ravens. They are the best rushing team in NFL history, statistically. And there's just too much there for J.K. to succeed for him to be that low in ADP. If it was up to me, he would go in the second round. But if you can snipe him in the third or even early fourth where he's going, that is a steal that you will not regret. Number three, Daryl Henderson, 65 overall ADP. That seems really low. I I feel that the Rams will probably add someone like Le'Veon Bell, Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore, one of those veterans, because I just can't see Daryl Henderson toting the rock for 17 games for the Rams as the lone wolf. If he does, that ADP is a steal. But I think that the Rams add someone. I like Henderson as a draft pick. He could be a league winner. We know how good the Rams offense is going to be. That's not a question. It's just a question of who's he splitting touches with. He might be worth a third or a fourth round pick. And if there's no one else in the backfield, that's the gamble that you take. He's definitely worth at least a third or a fourth round pick. He could be a league winner if he gets the workload. Number four, Jamar Chase. Some say the most talented wide receiver prospect that we've seen in the last five years. I wouldn't disagree as a 19-year-old. He tore up college football a few years back with Joe Burrow at LSU. I think that the problem that we run into is thinking that he is for sure going to duplicate Justin Jefferson's rookie season. And we're just so sure that Jamar Chase is going to be just as good as Justin Jefferson as soon as he steps into the league. He hasn't played an NFL snap yet. ADP 61. 
going around guys like DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett, Kenny Galladay. I would rather have all three of those guys over Jamar Chase. You want to know why? They're established veterans. You know, when we do this thing that we're really sure that something's going to be a certain way or turn out a certain way, we often make mistakes. Remember Amir Abdullah, the third-round running back, after he had that really nice run against the Jets in the preseason? Remember Clyde Edwards-Elaire as a first-round pick last year? Remember Monte Ball a few years back as a first-round pick because we just knew he was taking that job? Remember Kenyon Drake as a late first-round pick, early second-round pick last year? We don't know. If Jamar Chase has a season like Tyler Lockett had last year, we would be thanking the heavens. He would be worth the ADP. The problem is you're buying him at his ceiling. You're buying him as the same price as Tyler Lockett, and you don't even know if he's going to be as successful as Tyler Lockett was last year. We have no idea. Jamar Chase is not Justin Jefferson and vice versa. I think that in a couple years, Jamar Chase will be a locked and loaded top five receiver, player at the position, book it. He's that good. But in his rookie season where he hasn't played football yet in a crowded receiving room on a team that isn't good, not that that always matters for fantasy, but I just think that Jamar Chase's ADP price of 61 is a little rich for me. Number five, Chase Claypool, another guy whose talent and athletic Nature is absolutely ridiculous. Current ADP 70, first pick of the eighth round. Had a crazy catch in the Hall of Fame game. Another guy that can be a league winner. Had that huge four-touchdown game that everyone always seems to remember last season. I really like Chase Claypool. I have some questions about Big Ben, that offensive line, but he can also be a league winner at that price. He's really good, but Juju and Deontay are both really good as well. Claypool definitely flashed last year no question there uh, I wonder if the target share is going to be there but something tells me that if the Steelers know that he is as talented as he is and as he seems because he does look the part they will feed him as they should and then number six Kenny Galladay 64 overall ADP early seventh round pulled a hamstring a few weeks back and that sounds like Kenny Galladay. That's that's pretty much it. When he is healthy, he is one of the best players on planet Earth at the position, but the problem is he's just never healthy. Middle of the seventh round, that's good enough for me. You know, I know a lot of people listening will probably back away completely because there's a lot of risk with Galladay. He also has Daniel Jones throwing him the football. Need I say more? But when Galladay is healthy, when he is right, he is a top five player at the position, fantasy or otherwise. He is that good. He makes catches that few humans can make. I just question the offense and the injury risk that comes with him, especially a hamstring, soft tissue, especially with guys who have a lot of soft tissue injuries and issues in the past. I just, hamstrings scare me more than anything else if this lingers to week one, week two, week three, and that Giants offense cannot get going because, you know, Barkley's out or Jones just sucks, which he does what have you. I think that there's a lot of risk there, but there could also be potentially a lot of reward. And that's all she wrote, folks. All right, that is going to do it for the podcast today. Quick little show with some statistics and some players that intrigue me big time. I want to thank you guys so much for listening, and I will keep pumping out the content. 
You guys are awesome. Take care.